You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on into Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for USA Today for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, we're going to go over... Quite a few topics, actually. We're going to talk about the SEC basketball race. We're going to separate contenders and pretenders in the Southeastern Conference. We're going to talk about the five best teams in the nation and why Kentucky is one of them. And then the final uh, little bit here on the show, we're going to talk about Kentucky and whether or not they are peaking right now uh, as a basketball team and what are some of the things that they could potentially do better. There's not a lot. Uh, again, thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody that we are free and available on all platforms. So let's go ahead and get into it. The SEC race, contenders and pretenders. And whenever I say SEC race, and this is talking about SEC basketball, I'm not talking about the SEC regular season title necessarily. I'm talking just in general teams that could potentially win the SEC tournament. There are 10 regular season games left uh, before we uh, get to the SEC tournament. So anyone who is further than five games behind the lead in the SEC standings right now, so Auburn's in lead. They are currently 8-0. Any team that is further than five games behind, to me right now, is relevant. So that takes three teams out of our conversation today. It takes out 8-12 Missouri. Sorry, Missouri. It takes out 11 and 10 Ole Miss. Sorry, Ole Miss. And it takes out 6 and 15 Georgia. Uh, and, and I think those three teams right now are not relevant to the SEC race, nor will they be when the SEC tournament gets here. So let's go ahead and talk about it. Let's start here with Auburn. Is Auburn a contender or a pretender? I think a lot of people would agree that Auburn is a contender to win not only the SEC regular season title, uh, but they are in contention to win the SEC tournament title, and then potentially the national championship. They have some of the best odds out there uh, to actually win the national title. They're one of the best teams in the country right now. They've got a lot of different pieces. They've got a lot of depth. We got to see that uh, whenever Kentucky played Auburn just a short couple of weeks ago. Uh, So right now, Auburn very much so uh, a contender in the Southeastern Conference. How about Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt, in my opinion, you know, they're in, they're an interesting team. They play hard. We got to see that when Kentucky played Vanderbilt. But in my opinion, uh, Vanderbilt is a pretender at the end of the day. They've got SEC wins over Arkansas, and then they beat Georgia twice. And that's it. They are also averaging only 66.5 points per game in SEC play. And we talked about Jerry Stackhouse. We talked about the motion weave. We talked about the iso ball they like to play. Their style of offense just simply is not working in the SEC because they lack talent at the guard position uh, outside of one man in particular, Scotty Pippen Jr. And then Kentucky. Is Kentucky a contender or a pretender? I think they're very much so a contender. I think a lot of people listening uh, would agree. The Wildcats right now... Are they peaking? Are they not? We're going to talk about that later on in the show, but they're definitely playing very well right now. I mean, it doesn't really get much better than going on the road and beating the number five team in the country. Uh, not not just beating them, but beating them by 18. Uh, so right now, I think Kentucky is very much so in contention to win the, uh, I, was, I think they're still in contention, contention to win the regular, uh, the regular t- season title. Who says Auburn doesn't fall apart? Um, but I think they're very much so in contention to win the, um, the, the SEC tournament. And look, we talked about it a little bit on yesterday's show. We talked about it whenever Auburn and Kentucky played. We talked about it on the recap episode. These two teams in Auburn and Kentucky 
If they don't play for the SEC tournament title, I would be surprised. Uh, and I think that will be a, a just a very phenomenal game. Tide Tide will be healthy. Um, hopefully, mo- mo- both both of these teams will have a lot of momentum. I think it'll be a very, very, very good matchup. Kent- or Florida, excuse me. Are the Florida Gators contenders or pretenders? 13-8 and eight right now. I think Florida, unfortunately, is a pretender. They've got a couple of things wrong with them. They're turnover-prone offensively. Uh, they don't have a lot of star power at any position. Uh, and you may say Colin Castleton is a star, but he's not really been able to get it done for them uh, in, a, in a way that is just blowing you away this season at a level where they, he could take them to an SEC uh, tournament title. They're also giving up almost 70 points per game in SEC play, which isn't terrible, but they've been heralded as a decent defense so far this season. And statistically, overall, they are. It's just they're not necessarily getting it done in SEC play. Uh, so, so they're, they're, you know, they're tough, they're scrappy, they play hard. Um, but, but again, turnover prone, their defense is not fantastic and they're not what they used to be. Florida used to be so good. Uh, and that just feels like they've slowly kind of gone from a 25 win team to a 22 win team, to a 20 win team, to where they're like 18 and 15 every year and they're on the bubble. And this year, I mean, they're not they're They may not make the NCAA tournament. Their best win was at, or uh, was against Ohio state at a neutral site. And they are eight and eight since that game. So Florida, in my opinion, is not a contender in the uh, SEC. Arkansas. Are the Arkansas Razorbacks contenders or pretenders? I think they're a contender. They are on fire right now. So Arkansas started the SEC season off, or at least the the conference slate off, losing, I believe it was three in a row. There was at one point where they had lost five of six, I believe. They got blown out by Oklahoma, and they were not playing defense whatsoever. Uh, right now, they're playing the defense, and that scares me because offensively, they have a lot of firepower. They've got so many different individual players that could perform at a high level to where on a given night, you don't necessarily know who's going to be that guy to drop 20. Now, it's typically probably going to be JT no- uh, J.D. Note. He's probably going to drop 20, but outside of that, there are so many different other players that they could pick and choose from that could have just a really solid outing offensively that... They can beat a lot of different teams, in my opinion. I could definitely see them making a run to the title game if things fall their way. They play five ranked teams in this final stretch, though, and that does not include road trips to Alabama and Florida. Uh, So we'll just have to see whether or not Arkansas is a legitimate contender. Their schedule, these last 10 games, will certainly uh, reflect that. Tennessee, are they a contender or are they a pretender? In my opinion, Tennessee, even though they're not one of the worst teams on this list, I think they are maybe the biggest pretender uh, out of all these different uh, different teams I've got here. The offense is absolutely putrid. Um, we we broke down Rick Barnes' offense. We talked a lot. Uh, I, I, at least I, I feel like we talked a lot about it. I had a ton of, of notes written about it, about the, the way they play offense, and it works very, very well when they have the right personnel. And it does not appear that Tennessee has the right personnel this season to run the offense that Barnes wants to run, and it is putrid. Uh, there's no other way to put it. It is not fun to watch at all. Um, now, their defense is good, but that defense is not going to carry them to an SEC title game because of all these other teams that are just so offensively overpowering. I think that Tennessee is going to have to have to score the basketball and if they're going to make a run uh, at any point in the SEC, SEC tournament or in the NCAA tournament. I don't see them doing either. I think this team could be a major, major flunk come postseason play. We're going to continue this list 
uh, in a little bit. And then we're also going to talk about the five best teams in, uh, in the country in just a second. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at BetOnline. There might be less football being played, but BetOnline.net has way more odds and info for this playoff uh, season from scores, totals, playoff uh, player performance props uh, to where the next coach getting fired is going to land. BetOnline has the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022, and it's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online rate wagering destination. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. And I know I've been talking a little bit about BetOnline.net, and I've been talking about you know some of the props and stuff that they have for the NFL coverage the NFL playoffs, I will just say this may be in my lifetime, the greatest stretch of NFL playoff games we've gotten to witness. It's been absolutely incredible. I would head over to bet online and, uh, and get to wagering on some NFL playoff games. It has been absolutely phenomenal. So continuing along here on the list, contenders, pretenders, Tennessee, probably one of the biggest ones on this list. Moving along here, South Carolina, are they contenders or pretenders? In my opinion, uh, they are pretenders. It's not, I'll say this, It's not that I dislike head coach Frank Martin. It's not that I dislike anybody on staff. I do not like the way that South Carolina plays. Uh, I I don't think that it's necessarily dirty, but they foul over 20 times a game, and that's not by coincidence. They are very physical. They try and put hands on you. They try and push you around. I don't like that. I don't like trying to make games into a free-throw contest because you are unathletic and you are unable to contend with people. It's, it's not fun. It's not a fun brand of basketball to watch. It's not a fun brand, brand of basketball to play. It's, it's just, I don't, I don't like it. it. They are a pretender in, in my mind. And when they've lost in SEC play, when you go and look at these four games that they've lost, I mean, I don't know what it, it's attributed to, but they've gotten blown out. I should have gone and, look and looked at the foul discrepancy to see if they were actually able to put teams on the free throw line or not. Uh, but when they lose, they get blown out. They're losing by an average 15 uh, they're losing by an average of 15 points per game in SEC play. Their schedule is going to give them opportunities to get back into the uh, into it but before they head into the SEC tournament. They've got a lot of different difficult contests that they're going to get to play at home. So who knows? They may turn things around, but right, right now, in my mind, South Carolina is a pretender. Mississippi State. So Mississippi State, in, in my mind, is a pretender, even though they're, they're pl- they, their record indicates that they're a decent team. Look, Texas Tech has become my measuring stick uh, for teams. And Mississippi State got bullied by Texas Tech. And they get bullied when their postgame shuts down. Iverson Molinar, by the way, their they're one guard that actually knows how to score the basketball, can't score 20 every single game. He can't be the only outlet at the guard position that scores. Uh, and then Mississippi State's also giving up almost 75 points a game in SEC play. So their defense is playing well. When their postgame doesn't work, they get shut down. When they run into an athletic team that has a little bit of length, whether it be an SEC, the SEC tournament or the NCAA tournament, I think Mississippi State is a pretender. Alabama, 14-7 and seven right now. I believe that this team is a contender. This team is built to win the NIT title, and I don't mean that in a bad way because here's what I mean. They're 5-1 and one against teams inside the Kim Palm Top 50. 5-1, their one loss being to Auburn. But they are 9-6 and six against teams outside the Top 50. And... It's just really weird to see that dynamic. Like, they play good against the teams that are good, and they play bad against the teams that are bad. 
And the reason I say they're built to win the NIT is like that's a group of teams that like you could breeze through um, because they're just they were just slightly not good enough to get into the NCAA tournament. I think Alabama is one of those teams where if you match them up, so like they've beaten like Gonzaga and all these different teams. If you match them up in the NIT, I, I, I feel like even though they have a tendency to lose to teams that are kind of meh, I think they would breeze through that because it's like, all right, it's tournament time. Let's let's get the good basketball going. So Alabama, I think if they if their backs are put against the wall in the SEC tournament and they need to win a couple of games to solidify themselves to get into March Madness, I think they can become a contender 100%. Their offense is really good when their defense is really good. So we'll just have to see with Alabama. LSU, I think, is a pretender. Look, they've lost four out of their last five, and I know they've had injury issues, but right now they're healthy, and, and then they just got they got I didn't think they I don't think they got blown out, um, but they lost by almost double digits or double digits, I believe, to TCU in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. But they don't seem ready to contend for the SEC title. They've got a relatively easy final stretch that will balance things out. Like it, you look at their schedule, they might win their next seven, um, but I don't think they're going to contend in the SEC tournament because they will run into a team that is either hot or is legitimate, and they're going to lose. A team like Arkansas or, or, or somebody like that. Texas A&M, incredibly soft schedule. They've lost three straight. In my opinion, this team is pretending. Uh, and, and while they do play hard, I think they play hard. I think Buzz Williams is, is good at getting the most out of his players. I don't think that they're going to be a pretender or a contender as opposed to these four other teams that I've listed uh, come SEC tournament time. So the, the uh, contenders for the SEC tournament and just in general in the SEC, Auburn, Kentucky, Arkansas, and Alabama. Those teams, in my opinion, are the four teams that are legitimate contenders. Let's go ahead and talk about the five best teams in the country. So we've talked about Kentucky being a contender within their own conference. Are they a contender on the national stage? In no particular, uh, particular order. We're going to go through these five teams here. Auburn, I think, is one of the best five teams in the nation, whether it be right now and then moving forward. Like I mentioned earlier, they've got depth at a lot of different positions. They play very efficient on both sides of the basketball. They are one of the five best teams in the country. They've got a really good strength of schedule. Gonzaga, I think, is very similar. I think they've got great, uh, a great depth at different uh, various positions. Got a fantastic front court uh, with Drew Timmy and uh, Chet Holmgren. And also, they have a relatively solid strength of schedule. Now, it's going, to be, it's going to be brought down a little bit because they play in the West Coast Conference. But still, overall, I think they played some decent teams in the, uh, the non-con slate that will get them prepared uh, to play in the NCAA tournament. Kentucky, I think, is one of the five best teams in the country. And we talked about this a little bit on yesterday's show. My point being with Kentucky, putting Kentucky within the top five, and they are ranked fifth in the AP poll. So this is not like a wild take. Their A game... I think might be better than every single other team in the country. When they are playing at their peak, when they are playing their brand of basketball perfectly, I think that they are the most difficult team to stop in the country. And you may say, well, they lost to Auburn. I think we're going to see a very good game in the SEC tournament. The fourth team here is Arizona. Now, Arizona just got blown out by UCLA on the road just a couple of games ago. And I think UCLA is borderline top five. But Arizona has something that UCLA doesn't, in my opinion, which is more depth offensively. Johnny Juzang for UCLA uh, is, is obviously their catalyst, their leader, and they've got other guys that can score the rock. 
but as opposed to Arizona, I don't think that they've got a lot of uh, a lot of various pieces. And it's crazy because Arizona right now, I believe, is still averaging. Yeah, they're averaging eighty six points per game, which I don't know if is, if, it, if that's still first in the country, but it's it's certainly up there. And then you look you you, you look at UCLA. I mean, you've got Juzang averaging over eighteen, and then Jules Bernard averaging thirteen point two, and you've got a, a couple other guys in double figures. But, I mean, offensively, Arizona, I think, is a more complete team. And I think that is going to, is going to push them further, potentially, in the, in the uh, NCAA tournament uh, whenever it comes time uh, to play. Air, uh, Purdue and UCLA, I couldn't decide <laughs> between my fifth best, best team in the country. Uh, so we've got Auburn, Gonzaga, Kentucky, Arizona, and then Purdue or UCLA. You just kind of be the judge. Um, I, I re- legitimately couldn't decide between these two teams. Purdue also is really, really good offensively, but they've been shut down a couple of times this season. Uh, very similar to Gonzaga. Have, they have a fantastic front court. I mean, a lot of these teams have really good front courts. Actually, Auburn does, Gonzaga does, Kentucky does, Arizona does. I guess it's more about front court play this year. Hmm, I didn't think about that. Those are the five best teams in my opinion. I just wanted to throw it out there just to say, hey, Kentucky's legit. All you people a few uh, weeks ago, Whenever we lost it under Dame, whatever they thought we the end the world the end of the world was near us, uh, we're playing well right now. All right, and just a little bit, we're going to talk about Kentucky and if they are peaking right now. They're playing very well, but are they peaking? And what are some of the things that they can do better? We're going to talk about that in just a second. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now virtually impossible for your local chain auto parts, parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the other person behind the counter orders your parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You yourself has, have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when you use Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, and even 100% more for the exact same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can use rockauto.com? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are also incredibly low for every customer, and they have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. All right, wrapping up the Tuesday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. If you're listening on podcasts, please give us a review. If you're watching on YouTube, it would really, really make my day if you subscribe. And that's not a joke. That's not being sarcastic. It would be awesome if you subscribed. If you're at this point in the video, you should. All right, Kentucky basketball. Are they peaking? In my opinion, no. We talked about this uh, whenever they played Tennessee and dropped 107 points on one of the better defenses in the country. that I, I didn't think they were peaking then. And then a few games later, they beat number five Kansas on the road. I don't think this team is necessarily going to peak at some point this season. I think they are playing good basketball, and I think they are going to continue to play good basketball all the way through March. That's, that's just my opinion. I think right now we are getting, getting to witness some very, very fun, entertaining basketball. And, I, and, I, and I, whenever I say stuff like this, I'm not trying to get like emotional or dramatic. I just want people to appreciate it. Because if things get bad, I don't want people to freak out. 
uh, just let's just appreciate the fact that we are witness, witnessing some really good basketball. Okay, some some of the things that Kentucky can do, uh, do better if if they if they aren't peaking. What are some of the things that they can do better? There's not a lot, honestly. I mean, they're scoring at a high rate. They're playing very good defensively. They could potentially get more blocks. I didn't have that written down in my notes, but if they're protecting the rim like they are, they don't necessarily need to. We talked about that on yesterday's show. They need, in my opinion, to try to get to the free throw line more. I know you can't necessarily control whether or not uh, officials call fouls or not. Um, we saw that in the Auburn game. That's a joke. It's, it, it was not the deciding factor. I know a lot of people got upset about that. It was The officiating is typically not the deciding factor in a game. It wasn't in the Auburn game. Um, but I think one of the things that this Kentucky team can do is try to get to the foul line more. It's interesting for a team that attacks the rim so much that they don't get to the foul line more, but I think that's going to be something that is going to be important uh, come SEC tournament time, come NCAA tournament time, is trying to get uh, shots whenever the clock is stopped. Ramping up the pace and playing just a little bit faster, in my opinion, I think would benefit this team a little bit. They get Whenever they get out in transition and they run, the offense flows really, really well. And it breaks down teams. We, we saw it against Kansas. We saw them have consistent rim runs where Kansas just simply couldn't get back or they couldn't stop Kentucky's physicality. I think running in transition and getting to the rim uh, is going to be very important for this team, picking up the pace a little bit. It's not like we're at light speed right now. We could certainly we could certainly move a little bit faster in the transition game. Uh, getting someone other than Kellen Grady to make threes, if we're not talking about just attacking the rim, so Kellen Grady has essentially been the three-point man over these past few games, and I know Ty Ty's been out, um, but there's there's not a lot of players on on roster right now that can knock down threes or have been taking them, and I would like to see Davian Mintz get out of his shooting slump. Uh, it's it's a lot harder said than done, but I'd like to see him get out of his slump, and then Ty Ty Washington, who went one one of nine from the floor and then 0-4 from three against Kansas. I'd like to see him get out of his slump as well. So getting somebody other than Kellen Grady on roster to not necessarily necessarily consistently make threes like 45%, but what I'm saying is get somebody else to shoot them because the Wildcats aren't taking a lot, and I would like to see the Mints and uh, Washington try it because I've seen them knock them down before. Other than that, I don't really think there's a lot that this Kentucky team can do to get better. I think they're just kind of preparing for their final stretch trying to put themselves in a position where they don't officially peak until March. I think there's still good basketball to be played. I'll also say this, and we complained about this after the loss against LSU early, early on in SEC play. Having the weakest non-conference schedule since two, since 2009, according to Kim Palm, has not helped Kentucky out this season. They've not had a worse, a weaker non-conference slate since 2009. Uh, it did not prepare them for legitimate competition early. They lost to Duke. They lost to Notre Dame. Um, and, and they had to adjust. Whenever you, whenever you set yourself up like that, that's how you lose to teams like Notre Dame. That's how you, you score 60 in Baton Rouge against LSU. You've got to be able to set yourself better. Uh, and I'm just talking to Kentucky. You've got to be able to set yourself up better in the future. You've got to play a tougher non-conference slate. It's not like you're scared of losing, Right. You're one of the best teams in the country, right? You've got some of the best talent in the country, right? So shouldn't you be able to go and perform well against some of the better teams in the nation? Shouldn't you be able to go and play a schedule like Alabama's non-conference slate and perform well? 
I don't know. I, I, I think that it's something that Kentucky should definitely look at next season, and it definitely, in my opinion, hurt them this year. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Dahl underscore, and you can follow the show on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, leave them on YouTube. Leave them on the socials. I'd love to hear them. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody, and God bless.